When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Millennial Love. We hope you enjoyed our first episode and we are really excited to be back. Today we have myself, Rachel Hosey, me, Olivia Petter, and me, Jochen Epley. And the first topic we're going to talk about today is the very interesting results of a new study by Match.com, the dating site. Now, they released this, um, the results of this study that basically was saying what is the ideal man and woman um, in the UK. And we were really surprised by some of the things um, they found. Like, the main thing we would take away is that men like blonde, blue-eyed women, shock horror, and, but women like average men with their word, not ours, dad bods. Now, what do you guys think? The dad bod thing is just so bizarre. I'm sorry, that is so strange. Why? Why would women? I know that it's kind of cool, but like, what is it about the dad bod? I like to think it would go the other way, and then like, men would also like women who don't look like supermodels. But I don't think it does. Yeah, maybe this is the start of the mum bod. You know, is that mum bod? Yeah, maybe that's what's. Maybe this is where we're going. Just general portliness. I think that's what we need. That should be a thing. I think it's like when men describe women as, what do they say? What do they say? Like, you, you want to have something to cuddle. That's the, is, that, is that a similar thing to the dad bod Child-bearing hips. Child-bearing hips, exactly. Um, uh, a previous male companion of mine once told me I was highly cuddleable, And oh. I um, took that as a compliment. He meant it as a compliment. I don't know how he meant it. <laughs> Someone, a friend of mine, once described his girlfriend as voluptuous and she was so upset. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's like when you call a boy cute. They don't like that generally, do they? Uh, no, well, I speak as a man with a baby face, so I'm kind of used to it. And also one dimple as well, so I'm like semi-cute. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't particularly mind it. Like, I mean, incredible, I take it as a compliment. I'd rather be cute than also obviously of cute, just like... Slightly unnerving. I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never described a man as slightly unnerving. But <laughs> I mean, I would probably just avoid him if he was. Yeah. The other interesting thing about this survey is that it found that the the most attractive profession a woman can have apparently is to be a freelancer. Well, first of all, like freelancing what? But, well, exactly. But like, what is attractive about sitting at home all day in your pajamas, eating ice cream at whatever time you please? Like, that's what freelancers do. Like, what do they think that freelancers do? I think you've just made a lot of freelancers really angry. <laughs> <laughs> the freelancers I know <laughs> spend their days in their pajamas and revel in that joy. Also, I mean, it's interesting because I, I mean, like, people don't want to talk about salary, like high salary jobs are supposedly attractive, whereas freelancing is quite volatile. Like, it's yeah. not as if you have a steady income. But that is interesting. I do find the whole idea of, like, jobs attract, becoming attractive very strange. Like, I don't really... It's not really a consideration for me. I don't know if that's just... Maybe I'm in the minority, but... 
I mean, it probably sounds really shallow, but are there jobs I find more attractive than others? I get yes. all, Yeah, I mean, women said they prefer doctors and vets. Yeah. Which I totally get, because it's the caring thing, and it's oh, the yes. kind of... But then you also have to be after. intelligent to be yeah, a doctor or exactly. a vet. Shows commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to work hard. But interesting that it's not... It's clearly not about the money, though, because otherwise you think people would go for, like bankers and lawyers and accountants and mm. you know really fun jobs like that that and the money um but i sort of wonder if the freelancer thing is actually about maybe men just sort of think that if a woman is freelance or self-employed she can literally just fit around a man's schedule yeah always around yeah which i mean i think it's just I don't it like probably that. isn't true either. I mean, I did say that my freelancers, the freelancers I know spend all day at home, but they work ridiculous hours because they've set it themselves. So they could be working till like three in the morning, whereas, you know, you won't, unless you're a banker, I suppose, you wouldn't necessarily be in the office that late. So it's totally yeah, opposite. Yeah, a peculiar choice, for, for sure. <laughs> I think as well, the interesting thing as well is going back to the um, idea of the average build, because... Average in what way? It didn't really say. So if you're talking about average height as well, that is really interesting because actually, like, uh, from what I hear from my guy friends who, like, use dating apps, so many women specify, like, under six foot need not apply. (laughs) Jochen, have you seen that? I have seen that, yes. Have you? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, not not so much. Like, I, I feel if they have that... In that bio, there's going to be a lot of other demands as well. You know, what I mean? like, you know, you know, I'm also talking it's a about red the ones. flag. Yeah, precisely. And it's, I mean, it's maybe not the kind of person I particularly would want to go for. But um, I mean, speaking as a guy, six foot seven, like supposedly. Okay. Subject I think to some debate. I think you're in six foot five tops. But it's, I mean, it's a malicious rumor. I'm, <laughs> I'm six foot six at the very least. <laughs> I'm a liberal six foot seven. A six foot six and a half to be. Everyone to be rounds up. Everyone rounds anyway, up. Anyway, I should say, I, I, I can't, and I don't think I've ever been uh, shunned because of my height. Whereas I know some of my small friends certainly have mm. small male friends. Um, so, yeah, that is interesting. Quite interestingly, I actually found a study from last year that concluded that height is the factor women care about most in a man, and they found that a greater height difference in a couple was positively related to the wife's happiness, which I think is crazy. But they did also find that that the happiness that the wife got from how much taller her husband was than her decreased over time. And once you've been married for 18 years, it was completely redundant, which I think is hilarious. So funny. It's like, what is it, the novelty of... I don't know. Dating someone taller than you. I think it's... At the end of the day, I think a lot of women like feeling protected. Yeah. As, as Even as fiercely independent as you may be, a lot of women like... that. You, you want to feel small as well. But just because someone's tall, like, doesn't mean they're going to protect you. I mean, no. like, of course not. <laughs> I guess, you know, it depends. Just because they're tall, they could be super lanky and have no muscles. Or just because, you know, they're not necessarily... Yeah, lanky. No, I know, but you know that's not not necessarily going to you know punch up some dude that <laughs> flirts with you in the cinema or something. They probably wouldn't. I don't want anyone should ever do that. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> Anyone should ever do that ever. I'm definitely thinking of a film. <laughs> <laughs> 
I once totally insulted a guy I was dating when um I I said, oh, you know, plenty of girls like lanky guys, meaning like I was one of them, and he was so offended that I he thought I was calling him lanky, and it, anyway, is it lanky didn't. an insult? Well, I didn't I think so. That's why I said it. Over a certain height, unless you're like an absolute behemoth, you're gonna be a, you're gonna be lanky, aren't you? Exactly. There's yeah. nothing wrong. With I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, but anyway, as the study shows, average also great. Yeah, well, that's nice. It's all aspire to be average. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ambitious. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save forty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I know. <laughs> anyway, another interesting thing we've been talking about recently, which has had a lot of press and a lot of coverage, um, is a very worrying thing. It's the rise of sex robots. And these are exactly what they sound like. They're, but they're scarily lifelike. Some pictures came out recently from inside um, one of these like factories, these workshops where they create them um, in the US. This is a place called Realbotics in San Diego. And they create these dolls that are so technologically advanced, they can talk and even simulate orgasm during sex. It's crazy. It's so creepy. I just also find it really creepy what they look like as well because we were saying this earlier, they're, they're between, I think they weigh between £75 and £110. So they're no more than 49 kilos. It's nothing. Which is the size of a small child. I mean, they are so, so tiny. And, you know, you said some of them are, I think, 5 foot 10 tall, which mm. means they're even slimmer. Um, and then they've got, like, I don't know, five different faces but 42 different types of nipples. Yeah, it's crazy. They actually have they have six body shapes, 16 faces, five skin tones. You can choose the eye color, the hair, the breast size. You can choose if you want there to be hand-painted features like freckles and veining. Um, and the crazy thing is they have 14 different labias, which can be removed and washed in the dishwasher. That's a small print. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine just getting out your plates and bowls and, oh, a labia. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you think, Jochen? I Very, very disturbing, I think. I mean, on the very, very face of it, maybe just like it's just like a natural progression from... I mean, because like porn is just like, it gets even more and more like, I don't know, high production quality, maybe it's a natural progression, but I don't think it is because it's just, there's, when it's like a physical thing and when it's so close to mimicking like 
a real life woman. I mean, it's a very psychological thing as well. Like, it's a very, um, I feel like power comes into it quite a lot. Especially the fact that, I mean, like, for example, some of them, I forget the name, but some of them are, like, programmed to kind of be, like, submissive. Yeah. Which is very peculiar. Um, and, I mean, I saw, so I was reading about earlier, and I saw some people arguing that, you know, if people have these kind of tendencies, isn't it better that they're taking them out on a on a doll? But then, obviously, I think that it just kind of normalises it and kind of, like, makes it acceptable. And then... If you do, you know, kind of come to contact with a real person, it's going to be hard to differentiate between, you know, your actions of a robot and your actions of a human, which is a very peculiar concept. What really worries me is the fact that a robot, there's no notion of consent. Like, a robot can't give consent. If you have a sex robot, you just think it's, you know, it's going to happily have sex with you whenever you want it to. And there's that, that whole idea about everyone was talking about this frigid Farrah robot, which um, there's been a lot of talk about it. I don't know if anyone's actually seen it, if it exists, um, but it's supposed to have this setting, like you said, that um, you can program the doll to resist your sexual advances. And that's basically allowing men to like act out rape fantasies, which is so messed up. And I just I think if if you can do that on a a doll or a robot I think that is going to you know make you have those impulses with real women and because they're so lifelike it's going to be hard to differentiate I just I just I think as well how how is, is a man going to react when they've had experience with a robot and then they you know are with a woman who has free will and can't just be programmed to be exactly what you want her to be and like the, these these Robots are crazy. You can program them to, like, recite your favourite poetry. It's so creepy. And the way they legitimise it, they say that, oh, you know, well, they're not replicating women. We're not, you know, robots have no rights kind of thing. But that, like you said, that makes it no better. And yeah, even worse. No, it's <laughs> even worse. And a lot of the men who have these robots are married with kids. And their wives don't mind that they have these things living in their house with them. There was that guy that went on this morning with his robot Mm. and said that his robot has a family mode. She tells jokes to the kids, they play with her. And how weird is that? And like... Strange for the kids growing up as well, like having that as like your mother figure. Yeah. The thing is, clearly so many people like us are totally disgusted by it, but clearly there are also loads of people who are into it. I mean, it's crazy. These these robots, the ones in San Diego, can cost up to £11,700, which is insane. But apparently there's like a backlog of orders for weeks and weeks and weeks. And because... So in Austria, prostitution is legal. And apparently there's a growing trend there in where people come to brothels and they prefer robots over sexual intercourse with a human, which is messed up. Because they'll do whatever they say. Yeah, I presume so. And, yeah, this it's like the industry, the whole sex tech thing is really booming and really growing. And I I think it's scary. Yeah, it is. I mean, even even if you did get one of these and you weren't, I mean, you had a very, like, straightforward approach to it. The whole idea of, like, the manufacturers being able to, like, if it was all, like, smart, you know, like, smart technology, they'd be able to tell, like, when you had sex, like how long you had it for, and all this data would just be like collected, which is entirely terrifying. It's like, like for a such Fitbit. A, yeah, but for how many times you go at it, like that's just that's really scary. Like the most intimate thing, just to be, you know, 
And was it someone hacks that? That's, that's, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, question, <laughs> unanswered questions here. You have had 16 orgasms today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? But you know what? That's actually not far off. I, I remember a while ago, it was, I think it was um, you know, earlier this year, there was this big announcement about a company making what was essentially called like a smart condom. It was essentially a condom ring, but or a penis ring or whatever. And um, it was like, it was literally like a Fitbit for sex. And it would tell you, you know, how many thrusts you did, oh how many gosh. calories you burned. And the idea is that then you store all this data in an app and you can connect with your friends and compare. I mean... What? Not a healthy behaviour, is it? That's wearable tech <laughs> gone too far. That's really scary. Anyway, should we move on to a slightly lighter note? Yes. So the final topic for discussion today is one that is always really divisive. Or it is whenever I talk to my friends anyway. Who should pay on the first date? Because obviously, you know, going back into however many years ago... I, I, as far as I'm aware, it was very normal that a man would always pay. Whereas now, you know, we're all for equality. Should that still be expected? So many women don't want it. What do you guys think? I, I mean, I, my philosophy is always go half and half. I don't really see how you can go wrong with that. Because you're not, you're not offering to pay, so it's not patronising. not asking them to pay, which is just, like, rude. I mean, like, it's just I don't see any reason why that wouldn't be a good thing. I feel like it could be, could be a minefield for men because they think that some women will be offended if they don't offer to pay and some women will be offended if they do. I would like to throw back to a moment in one of my favourite TV shows, Love Island. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you watched it, but um, there was a moment of debate with Camilla and Johnny, two of the characters... Mm. And I like how were... you called them characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that actually just came up. But yes, they probably were. Anyway, um, they were talking about dating, what their first date would be like. And Camilla was like, "Would you pay?" And Johnny was was like, "Yeah, well, of course I would. I'd I'd be offended if you didn't let me pay." And she was really taken aback by that, and kind of said, "Really, I'd be offended if you said that you if you insisted on paying." And then he goes, "You're a feminist, aren't you?" And she was kind of gobsmacked and was just said, shouldn't we all be feminists? And then they had this kind of weird tiff mm. and they stopped dating on the show after that. Mm. Um, I just thought that was so interesting that he he had such a strong opinion about it that he found it almost offensive if a woman was going to be like, oh no, I want to split it with you. I um, have dated a guy who told me that he insists on paying for the first three dates Three dates? That's too much. Do you know, I can sort of think... Yeah, Jochen's like, hell no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can kind of, like... I, I don't like there to be inequality. And I... So, but if... If the... I sort of feel like the person who asks the other one out should sort of get the first thing. But more often than not, in my experience... That's literally like the first round of drinks because usually I'm going to a bar or something. So if the guy asks me out and they sort of get the first two drinks, I'll just get the next two. They'll get the next two. And that may end up that after that one day, they've actually spent more than I have. But then it just means that when we go out again, if we make it to a second date, I'll then get the first thing then. Yeah. And I I don't feel like I'm going to fight someone to like, oh, if they've paid like, a tenner more. 
I feel I feel like offering to pay for something is not that's not offensive. I mean, buying something a drink is just a nice gesture if you're on a date or whatever. But like when it has a meal, I mean. I mean, we're all like, you know, women owners are all fairly thinly stretched. Like, a meal's quite a lot of money, when you, and especially if you're, like, a nice place. Uh, so I, f- I feel like if you're buying, like, a drink or something, that's fine. Yeah. But I really don't see any harm in just going, going Dutch on the meal. No, I would never expect a guy to pay for my whole meal. No, but neither. But neither would I, if they really insisted... Yeah, would you be offended if the guy was like, no, I'm, I'm going to pay? I just, I no. honestly, I get so awkward about the whole thing. I've actually ended up paying for the whole date for the last, like, three dates of different guys that I've been on because I've been too awkward about it. Like, say they go to the bathroom or something and then they bring the check over. I'll be like, oh, yeah, OK, I'll just, I'll just pay for it all. Because I just get too nervous about being like, oh, so how should we split oh, it this? Is awkward, or, isn't it? I just can't deal. I would literally rather pay the bill than have the awkward conversation or have the awkward, like, reach. And they'll be like, oh, no, I've got this. And I'll be like, oh, are you sure? Oh, really? I know. Oh, that's OK. <laughs> don't, don't worry. I just, I can't deal. So I just pay. It's awkward. <laughs> I mean, it is a good premise for a second date, you know. Like, if you pay, you're like, well, you get the next one. Like, really? Oh, that's, that's a good tactic. I have some girlfriends, though, who... Literally, you feel so strongly about like splitting things equally that they would, you know, argue with someone. And I have a girlfriend who says she just doesn't want to feel like she owes a man anything, be that money or sexual favors or yeah, anything. I, feel, I kind of agree with that as well. That's why I'd feel I would feel uncomfortable if a guy kind of just paid for it all. I don't know. It depends what it is as well. If it's like a really fancy meal, you know, and it's a really nice restaurant or whatever. I don't know, but if... It also depends on your circumstances. Yeah, when your age. Exactly. When I was a student, I was dating an investment banker who was quite a bit older than me, and, like, he did pay for more stuff because it was kind of just jokes. Like, (laughs) I literally had no money, and he obviously had, well, I presume, a decent amount. Purely by the fact that he was earning money. Also, he's not going to want to come to some, like, dingy pub with you that oh my you God. would be able to afford. Exactly. I suggested one place once, and he was like, mm, no. And yeah. I was like, all right. So if he's, going to want, if he's going to insist on going to nicer places, then, like, I would expect him to foot the bill. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. He, I, that made me develop a taste for good wine, which was then so problematic when it ended, and I had to go back to being a student and affording tragic wine. Echo Falls. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there are worse things. <laughs> Anyway, it's probably about what we've got time for today, isn't it, guys? Looks like it. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed. Please do rate us and subscribe and tell all your friends um, to tune in again next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.